Texas Steampunk Connection coming to you live from various parts of Texas in our bunkers and airships and whatnot. I am Flavio as usual, and with me as always is Sax, the gentleman adventurer, and Jack from Steam Chest. And we have Master Blue Stocking. Say hello, Woo! guys. Hey! So once again, we are here to talk oh, probably about steampunk, most likely, because that's what this is about. Thank you for listening to the Texas Steampunk Connection. Hey, everybody. Hello. You've reached the Texas Steampunk Connection. Again, it's Tuesday night, and we're ready to roll. Well, it is yeah. Tuesday night. <laughs> ready to kind of... And slouch across the ground. All sweaty and rained on. We're yeah. here. That's so not fair. You're getting rain. No, I'm not. We're, we're, we get to smell it. It smells of petrichor outside, but we don't actually get the rain. We're, we're on the very edge. The very edge of it. I was wondering about that when I was looking the at the storm there. Yeah, I was looking at the forecast. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're going to. And did we just lose Jack? Get back here. I'm sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to turn the background off. I don't know how. The, <laughs> buttons, the buttons have moved. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen a headline saying the Austin heat wave 45 days is finally broken. I'm like, yeah, but it's going yeah, back to our lowest temperature hit 95 yeah. today. But you know what? That's still beautiful. And I would happily accept that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because we had that what, we had that for three days last week and it was uh, it was perfect. It was so yeah, nice. How dare you complain? No, the temperature went down to the 90s for three days. Oh, yeah. And it was beautiful. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. It may be cooler here, but like all my windows are fogged up. Yeah, I mean you'll have that. Yeah. Stop breathing so heavily. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, so you know. this is a this is a the end of days. Mm-hmm. We've got fires right now in Canada and Greece. The hurricanes in California. Earthquakes in California. Along and with hurricanes. Flooding. Yeah, the hurricanes. <laughs> um, the the entire like east coast of China is is underwater. Um, and not just because of the torrential rains, but, uh, the government decided to open some, some dams to flood the neighboring cities around Beijing to protect the city. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the, the, the casualties are, one can only guess. Yeah. You'll, I haven't actually heard about this. So I'm going to have to look that up. But, uh, yeah, it, the world is, is, uh, yeah. going crazy. The apocalypse is pretty well nigh at this point, I think. So, but the stores have started getting the Halloween stuff in. So, <laughs> yes, you know, they have. It is so you cool to see Halloween stuff bad. in August. Yeah, I have pictures of Bucky's. Bucky's has <laughs> aisles. I didn't realize I could go there and shop for. Yeah, I don't. What it looks like fairly Bucky's. quality Halloween mm-hmm. decor. It's not chintzy. You're paying out the nose for it, but it doesn't yeah. look chintzy. Yeah, I know everybody's got their Halloween stuff out. I um I have a West Elm credit card because that's where I got my couch last year, and so I on their email list, and yeah, they've already put out their Halloween. Everybody's putting out their Halloween stuff already. So we we, yeah. we as a society the joy. decided that Halloween needed to happen earlier, and you know what? This is when businesses listened, <laughs> consumerism listened, capitalism like prevails. Uh, I started getting reminders from Facebook of, hey, remember last year when you posted all this Halloween stuff today? Okay. So apparently this is when it all starts coming out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I started touring the stores last weekend. Um, uh, Spirit Halloween is, has opened up and started putting their stuff out. Um, Michael's usually has good there. stuff. Mm-hmm. Michael's always has good Halloween stuff. Joanne Michael's, does too. Yeah. They're loaded. Joanne mm-hmm. is still. Only speaking about where I am, but Joanne's had like half their stuff out. Okay, because they usually have like three or four 
up here, the one that we have up here has usually three or four good-sized aisles full of stuff. You guys still and, go out and shop? I haven't left the house five years. For Halloween stuff? Yeah. No, I like to wander up and down. I For the seasonal stuff, yeah, I like to wander up and down the aisles. And, I mean, no, I would love to. Catalogs and I'll, you know, I'll order it, yeah. but like my little witches. But no, I just like to, especially in Michael's, because they have that whole section that's always the different seasonal stuff. And I just like to mm-hmm. walk in there and just, yeah, that's why I have like 50 billion throw pillows because of Michael's. <laughs> No, Michael's has some awesome throw pillows. Like I, I understand do. my mom's infatuation with throw pillows after going yes, like after I seeing did. quality throw yeah. pillows. My child, my child has a throw pillow on his bed. That is the Minecraft construction block. Nice. Where you go build all the stuff at. You need to send me wherever you got that because Matt has reignited his Minecraft Amazon. obsession. Amazon. Go okay. look up Amazon and type in Amazon pillows. <laughs> Or not okay. Amazon, like Minecraft, Minecraft pillows. pillows. Yeah, and one should pop up going a little square pillow, and it's it's the it's the um the wood workstation. I can't come forward. I will, I will go look for it. Yeah, I need new Halloween pillows anyway because I took a bunch of them up to my office to put in my chairs up there. So <laughs> I need new yeah. ones for the house. But... Uh, Kitty says that uh, Halloween is the second most spent on holiday of the year behind Christmas. Yeah, I can see it. Come on, yeah. people, we need to up our game. Well, here we no, here's what's impressive. Here is what's impressive. Second most expensive holiday, and people don't buy each other presents. What are they spending all this money on? Decorations, costumes. Is it those 12 foot skeletons that you can buy at Home Depot? Yes. There's not enough of those in the world to justify that cost yet. Costumes, candy. Is the the United States military buying these to deploy? (laughs) Maybe. Drop them from Black Hawk helicopters. We're buying ourselves presents. Yes, we're buying ourselves presents. Well, and I mean, like, I buy. For trick or treating, I'll have um. We've talked about this before. I'll have a a thing with canned wine for the grownups. So I'll buy like you know <laughs> about a dozen you know two two dozen cans of wine for the grownups. And you know I'll, I'll I'll tell them you know hey I, you know I've got I've got you know treats for the adults too. And most of the time I end up with maybe three cans left because they go. And I have bottled water too in case anybody wants that. But yeah, the canned wine seems there was one was last year the year before where i could hear her crack it open as she's walking down my walkway to leave like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah canned yeah. wine super appreciated and it's cheap you can get it at target not very much you find this canned wine you speak does it have like a pop cap on it like yeah. something from like world war one two you know like, like emergency just, can like a soda you know it's I, like I a soda babe so <laughs> it's just so talking you know what you need you know what you need. I fi- I found. I figured it out. You need a bandolier of these things for your, out for your costume. Just, just grenade bandolier. They won't of, let me into of, Steampunk of, November with that. They wouldn't they make any money off of booze. No, 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 no. With as much money as I spend on booze out there, they're not going to let me in with my own. Come on. You you have to rename it. You have you obviously Snuggle can't it in just it. like everybody else. You, yeah, you, what you do is you put it where these are. You have to come up some sort of librarian. Joke. It's just like truth bombs or something. I'm a like librarian in Texas. I think that's all the. So each one of those <laughs> can be a condensed a condensed book of uh, that's you know there's a way there's a way to work this where this could be banned books or something condensed banned books or Maybe. what you have to do be what you what you have to do. Emergency librarian upper or something, you know, <laughs> deal, deal with it. Well, see what Katie, you-, you stole it right out of my, out of my mouth that the 12 foot skeleton now yeah. has a ghost, a big plastic phantom with blinking Seriously? Yep. And, and last year there was a second 12 foot skeleton with a pumpkin head. Okay. That's the one. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the one I want. I, I love talking. I gotta, I gotta help people real quick. Okay. 
and Lowe's has their own 12 foot skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> this is funny. So there is a at least one Facebook group for the Home Depot 12 foot skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a Lowe's 12 foot skeleton, they'll kick you out of that group. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, the 12 foot skeleton kind of came out of nowhere and just really captured hearts all over the country. There's at least two of them in my neighborhood that's up that are up every all all year long. Yeah, my sister-in-law, I think they they could they weren't in t- fast enough to get the 12 foot skeleton so they got like a, mm. a box of the 6 foot like 6 6 foot skeletons that they have scattered around their house instead. But I'm still my favorite is still the video of the guy with the 12 in the mini driving his 12 foot skeleton home and he's got the skeleton strapped to the top of the mini with bungee cords on its back. I now have seen like one of those uh what do they call that a uh groundbreaker where the skeleton's like coming out of the ground. Seriously? So it's just like from the torso up yeah, and torso he's already up. six feet tall. That's awesome. Uh, that's so cool. Yeah. And not, not one of those inflatable bullshit things. Yeah. Oh, that's one. cool. Yeah. We're going to, well, well, cause we do our display every year in the yard and we add to it every year. Cause last year it was, we had the witches that are dragging the pieces of the skeleton with the ax. And then we had the fire pit set up with the cauldron in it. And last year we got bones, like loose, loose bones <laughs> to put all around the cauldron. And nice. Matt had it like rigged with um, lights. So it looked like it was on fire. Yeah. So yeah, we, we get a little more elaborate with it every year. So yeah. So I can't I've wait. seen uh, Joanne's, they, they've got all their Halloween stuff marked down to 40%. Because already? They, they're already marked down all the time. Uh, yeah, it's Joanne. It's true. But, yeah. But that puts their, and it's about four and a half, five foot skeleton. Their quote unquote full size skeletons are sixty dollars, which right. is thirty dollars less than you're going to find anywhere else for the for the rest of the. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I could have like the witches dragging the skeleton pieces across the lawn and some like full skeletons back there in the back, like belly crawling across the yard. <laughs> the witches, maybe I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. Launch a, a rescue operation. <laughs> oh, now I have ideas. A lot of people, uh, goths, I guess, but uh, I, I, I count myself amongst them, I guess, because uh, I shop for, what, you? for no. what? home decorations, indoor decorations yeah. for all year during Halloween. Me too. I still have all my, yeah, yeah. I don't take it down. And home goods for interior, yeah, high-quality decorations, they're, they're the place to go if you have one of those in your town. We actually do. We just got one a few years ago. So, and it's in actually it's in the same shopping center with um, Michaels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I might just have to go. So home goods, huh? Yeah, our home goods stacks. A Michaels, yeah. a Home Goods, and a Tuesday morning right there in oh, the Tuesday same. Tuesday morning is fantastic. Tuesday center. morning always has good stuff. Yeah, they're gone now. They 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 moved. We out have of some up here. Oh, you don't have? Yeah, we have. We don't have one here in Denton, I don't think. But we there's like one in Plano. There's a couple in Plano. Yeah. But yeah, no, I used to go there with my mom every morning. It was or every weekend. It was awesome. They always had great stuff. So, nice. Yeah, but yeah, my Halloween. I take out this most of the stuff I take out of the yard after Halloween's over. I still have some like all around my door. I still have all of the witches lair and all of that stuff. But yeah, in my house, we keep it up all the time. We don't. Yeah, there's a witch hat behind my witch's hat is hanging up. Behind mm-hmm. me, actually, yeah, I finally cleaned my spare room so I don't have to sit at the dinner table anymore to do this. So, <laughs> yeah. It's and much I notice we don't have, we don't have the shelving behind you suddenly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, the, no, my witch's kitchen is no longer visible. Now I'm in the guest room. It's I much like more comfortable in here. <laughs> that it, was it, a it, bonus it, with the house. That was when we moved in. That was, yeah, because the house is from the fifties. And so, yeah, it just had that weird little inset cabinet with the, the glass panel and Matt was like, "Ooh, you can put all your witchy stuff in there." I'm like, "Yes, I can." 
<laughs> and so now he's going to have to build me one when we get a, a house of our own. Nice. But yeah, no, I... We'll build you a witch's cabinet, I'm sure. That yeah, makes sense. I'm very excited about Halloween. I see you guys drinking, and I'm jealous. <laughs> well, you need to drink. But you weren't drinking? Well, we get to the drinking part of the, of the conversation. I just have my usual apothic this time, because I had to... I ordered from Walgreens, and they don't have anything fancy, so... You ordered Y'all. from Walgreens. I, I well, never ordered. You. Yeah. I ordered I, prescriptions from Walgreens. I didn't realize I could get prescription alcohol from Walgreens. Instacart goes to Walgreens as well. And so they will bring me uh-huh. wine and bring Matt his loco mochas and some snacks and the supplements that we need because we are old people. So get me my supplements and booze. Yes. I need my Centrum Silver. Going to Walgreens is an absolute nightmare anymore. It's always just. I would never go to Walgreens unless I was forced to to get like prescription drugs. Like I don't even. Yeah, we used to go up there all the time. Actually, what we used to do. and Walgreens are terrible. There's like nothing. I don't know. Walgreens somehow. Oh no, they used to be fun though. Like like Eckerd's used to be a wonder. Like I don't know. Oh my god, Eckerd's! I forgot about that. Matt and I used to have a thing when one of us had to run, run to Walgreens. You know, we always ask, do you need anything as we're leaving the door? And we'd always be like, find me the weirdest thing you can for $5. Oh, it's like when they were first just <laughs> booming everywhere, they were cool to go to. Now they're just kind of this. Yeah, but that's moved fun. Into that, they're moving into the kind of the sad tone now. Try they're to like, find the oh. weirdest thing you can for $5 and bring it home There's for your loved not one. not much in there for $5 anymore. It's like not I got a Panama. He brought me home a Panama straw hat. It's like a weird hat. Yeah. Socks. Yeah, we always come some with weird stuff. I've got a uh, Jack Love Skellington in a Santa Claus outfit that he brought home one time. $5? They got yeah. like half an aisle of as seen yeah. on TV. You need yeah, that. They have a half an aisle of just junk that they're trying to get rid of constantly. Yeah. But also, that's part of the fun. You're trying to find the weirdest thing you can for no more than $5. That's part of the scavenger hunt. Why isn't this part of our, t- our usual show then? <laughs> Bring the weirdest thing you found at Walgreens. Once a month, we should do that. <laughs> we should have the weirdest thing you have found this month for like $5. Challenge, challenge accepted. Okay, that, that's an October thing. Let's make that the October bill. Oh, is that what we're we'll going to do in October? Ahead. Yeah, October. Hey, look, just, Johnny just, 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 in, just arrived just in time. Just like, can I go anywhere? Just like CVS Walgreens? Well, I mean, we need to limit it because that's part it's of the $5. fun. That, Anything yeah. you find for $5. And anywhere? Right now, anywhere. It doesn't matter where. Just anywhere. <laughs> if you find for $5, do you think it's creative and interesting or weird enough to be on our show in October? We'll do uh, that for an episode. I'm down. Really noted. Okay. Jack, what are you See, drinking? Oh, what hey, are you doing, Jack? Hey, Johnny. It's all Johnny's fault. Johnny. <laughs> well, no. Wait, are Rita and but Lawrence Johnny. still gallivanting around the Apparently show? they are. Because I'm, I'm I hope so. I mean, it's <laughs> I true. thought they I were only so going That's a long holiday. I mean, it is a little bit of a long holiday, but would, could you yeah. imagine being anywhere else right now? I mean, can you imagine what Texas? the weather is like there right now? Oh, it's got to be perfect. You have to wear it. Yeah. Gotta be, be. I've been in England at this time of year, and it was beautiful. Me, me oh too. Like Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> well, okay. I was on the island <laughs> at this time of year, and it was so beautiful. All right, Jack, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking what Rita and Lawrence uh, told us we need to be drinking, and uh, which is chupacabra. I have the memory. Of, wait, what? Chupacabra beer. Yes. So it is a barrel aged stout. With spiced rum soaked oak, cinnamon, <laughs> nutmeg, brown sugar, and coconut. That's a fall. Interestingly beer. enough, I don't know about the I coconut. Don't, but... I don't really taste the nutmeg, oddly enough. So it doesn't have that kind of fall flavor like I was expecting. Okay. It is exceedingly full flavored, though. Like it is, <laughs> it, 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 it is 
Like I can see it like slowly move as I look in the barrel. Thank you. I like almost like molasses. I like the thick ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. I can, I can almost I can almost chew this one, but it is really good. It tastes like one of the best chocolate beers I've ever had. Really cool. Honestly, yeah. Good. And it's not a chocolate, but uh, nine hundred three Brewers brings out this wonderful oh, okay. piece yeah. of yeah. Yeah, so it's always going to be good from 903. Man, we got to go back there. Mm-hmm. Well, and this time I will try to be there. Okay. Jack, Jack hasn't been either. You guys, we, we got to make a plan. We oh, I thought it. he was up there with you. No. Um, no, I, I didn't make it. Eric and I went, and Lawrence and Rita and yeah. uh, uh, Kitty and um, Mitchell uh, came, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, a friend of Lawrence and Rita's who I don't recall meeting before, but he was cool. Um, and we just hung out and tried all of their stouts. They're all thick and bold and gorgeous. Um, well, y'all all need coffee. to come here and go to Harvest House. That's true. When is that? Go to Har- huh? When is, when is, uh, what, Harvest House? Oh, no, no, no. Wait, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm confused because Harvest a lot's House happened the, the last two months from my life. So I, yeah. <laughs> Harvest so, House is the beer garden that I go to that I want to take y'all right, to. Yeah. 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 So, it's where I've been writing my dissertation. <laughs> So, I, I, I've learned. Apparently, my, my my office is supposed to be a an IT company that works with companies that we, we manage. However, in the last like last week, we moved a company that just signed on with us, and I had to pin 120 drops and wire it all back through through the, the, the drop ceiling stopped at 12 feet. So we were up on like the top of a 12 foot ladder trying to be in a roof that's 100 degrees or Ooh. more, running this quick cable and then run it down wall. Uh, Run, then run it down walls and then make it a wall outlet, make all the connections and everything. My fingers hurt still. Sorry, but um, no, it's work. It's whatever. But <laughs> I know. But still. the the interesting thing is, is we don't normally do that for customers. However, apparently it's becoming another thing because we just had another business sign on in Dallas somewhere. So we might be doing the same thing with them. And so if, yeah, we may have to make a family Come trip. Come visit. Come visit. Yes. Yep. And uh, I'll keep you guys appraised of that of that uh, time frame. All right, Thax is sniffing so. his beer. What do you have? Yeah, what what are you drinking, Thax? Okay, nothing. nothing He's making a show beer. over there. He's like, um, <laughs> but I keep I I've been wanting to try this for a long time, um, and then I saw this video that apparently this is popular in Germany among other places, and I know the Germans beer? do not. Uh, they're they're serious about their beers. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's like 50 different beers per little town in Germany. So I got I got a Lone Star. Okay. Very simple. No, but no surprises there. Oh, we lost. We've got a cola. A cola. Wait, a cold. Not even a. Not even a branded cola. Well, considering what I'm about Where to do, what I'm doing with it, I have mixed beer and cola. Oh. Now I've heard that this is popular summer drink, not only in Germany. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that was, but y'all just went away for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, you're back. You're back now. You you went away. You, you oh, lost okay. internet. Yeah, yeah, our so, internet's so, cycling in and out. Sorry. Um, let me catch you up on what what, what Fax's brilliance is bringing disturbing. here. Apparently, Germany has a thing, and he's going to show us this thing. He took a beer, a Lone Germany Star a beer. Of, okay. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, stay with stay with me. Here. <laughs> he took his beer, he poured it into the the the, the mug he's got right okay. here, right? My favorite and mug. Then he took a non-branded Coke and poured it in there with it. What do you mean, not like a like cola? Show him. Show her. Show her. The, show her this thing. I don't even know where you get that. Best choice. Best choice. That's store brand. Yeah, it's store brand. Store brand what? what? 
What did store. you pour that into well, your beer? I, I happen to be at the Mexican grocery near my house. Okay, so a Mexican grocer cola. Into Guaranteed what? to have lead. It's, it's a Lone Star. I'm joking. I'm just trying to figure out why. And apparently, it's 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 pretty common everywhere, but in the United no. States, to pour Coke into your beer, beer and Coke, summer drink. Um, the kids love All right, it. Well, tell us how it is. Okay, I never tried this before. I'm a little afraid, but here we go. Huh. <laughs> um, I can I can pick out all the uh, the different notes. The co- the the beer is there, but it's much more. Um, I mean, it's diluted, obviously. <laughs> um, it's it's got a sweetness, and uh, because the cola isn't as uh, forward, I'm getting like cinnamon notes from it. Mm. Um, yeah, I can see why people drink this. It's it's yeah, it low this alcohol. I'm sure it's probably two oh, percent, yeah. two two, okay. two and a half. Um, and it uh, yeah, it's okay. It's not as fizzy as a as a cola would have been. Um, sort of, you know, the CO two gets knocked out of the mixing. Huh. Okay, yeah. Right. So I guess the question is: Is this going to be entertaining for us to watch you next thirty minutes? Yes, he struggles through it. It would I be mean, more more entertaining if I hated it. I guess. I mean, I've had a michelada, but those are that's like. Yeah, micheladas are interesting. Those are excellent, especially when it's really hot. They're so good. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I made micheladas at home. Oh, so good. So good. Um, yeah. I'd never had one until one of my advisors ordered one while we were working on my on an episode. And, yeah, it was super tasty, especially if they put all the Suddenly you now have an entire episode dedicated to them, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. The Maybe librarians in the blooper reel. Because there will be a blooper reel, apparently. Yeah, She's trying to get me to put put one together, but I don't have the time. Should so. last, that should be last episode. When everything's turned in, you just play one more. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to do, because the, the, actually, I have ten official episodes left, and then the two after that will be about the d- defense, and then after that, I'm going to do two more, which are going to be the bloopers and the all the, sh- all the stuff that I couldn't put in the actual dissertation, because mm-hmm. it won't matter after that. So, so yeah. No, we're going to do... Yeah, there's going to be a total of 20 episodes. When the, okay. Yeah, well, we're getting are you are you still looking for voice act? Yes, actually, because the episode I'm writing right now is gonna need I'm gonna need eight people. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack backs for this. We're both able to do it, so therefore you only gotta find six. I mean, <laughs> if you no, want us again, you're willing. I know you've I, already used us once. No, I I've been. There are some people that I. Selena, my friend Selena, she gets used a lot because that woman should do audiobooks because mm-hmm. she is amazing. But no, I'm going to put out a call again on Facebook and build up a little list of whoever wants, you know. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said that because it's uh, I'm doing the next two sets of books. I've did two of them already for the first theme. I'm going to do two of them for this theme and then they'll all be combined for the last. So yeah, I need eight different people to read for me for the next episode. Very so, nice. Yeah, it's going to be about libraries as state authority. So, yeah, Ooh. they're going to be all authoritarian and, you know. It, or will there be whips in order with that? Maybe. Uh, it reminds me that uh, I, I saw an article. Uh, Xi Jinping has decided to rewrite all of uh, Chinese history for teaching students in in Chinese high schools and stuff. Kind of like America is trying to do uh, with the yep, so Santos, Florida. The same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard that? I can't remember which call it is. Florida, actually, it might be. I can't remember the university in Florida that they've um, completely uh, decided that they they've completely 
erased and deleted the um, multicultural gender studies um, major, which is interesting because nobody is forced to major in gender studies. It is a choice. And yet they still... This is not a requirement. Huh? Isn't it like a psychology class? Gender studies studies? is a major. It's a major. Yeah, but I mean, isn't a psychology major? Or is it a uh, biology? No, it's a major all on its own. I mean, it falls under humanity. Oh, that makes sense. At my school... yeah, at my school, it falls under uh, arts and sciences, the College of Arts and Sciences. But every and like my so school, does actually, so much fall under arts well, and sciences. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a humanities is kind of a. But TWU, I don't know if they're going to keep requiring it for much longer. But TWU has always required a gender. Well, it was gender studies, and then they changed it to multicultural women's and gender studies. It's mm-hmm. one class. It was a required course for everybody that was getting a bachelor's degree there. Not a big deal. <laughs> one semester. No big deal, but now with everything that's happening, they might have to get rid of it. So I don't know. We already have to scrap our DEI initiatives, which is bonkers. But you know, that's another. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Working for a university in Texas has gotten very exciting in a way that I did not anticipate and did not want. I just I mean, wanted to be a librarian. The last bastion of knowledge, you know. <laughs> I that's know. The, I like, know. No, you can't take these books away. <laughs> we thank you for so your service. <laughs> yes, thank you for your service. I just I saw wanted a to be a librarian. Day that was that was like different aisles of a, a library, and one was like science, and the books were so full. It was like arts, and the books are full, and one says like it had like three or four more, and then it was like books allowed by 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 the parents, and it's like three books on this like aisle that goes on for nowhere. Yep. goes on to nowhere. Yep. So like, you know, ah, it is what it is. You can't remove everything. Your child's gonna have to learn something someday. Yeah. But, no. I mean, I don't know. I know TWU wasn't happy about the the thing that happened that we talked about last time. They still have never said anything about it. Mm-hmm. They this is something they did not want to do, and they were forced tried. to because the government said so. Because and we get you know money. What? I mean, we that's have where to you this, get your money, yeah. and you have to. You just got to deal. Which, like I said, that's why I'm wondering if that class requirement is going to go away because of all this like, stuff that's happening. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, put it this way: at least it was that, and not a good old book burning in front of the library. Give it time. I know. I don't know. I feel like we'll Texas has around things, it. like the grid. It'll like, be like people yeah. holding flags, and it's going to look like a scene out of Indiana Jones with the wonderful fans. <laughs> and I'm going to be music. live streaming. I'm going to be live streaming to y'all. Like, oh my god, help me! From the window that's out looking over the over the you know yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, speaking of libraries, um, have you seen like on the social medias? The uh, the uh, the 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 promotion for the Libby app. It's like, yeah, don't. Oh, yeah. Don't, uh, give your money to uh, Spotify. Download Libby and uh, get your your streaming books for free. Yeah, the library. Well, part of the libraries get charged unbelievable for eBooks. It's should be criminal what libraries have to pay for eBooks. Bonkers. Really? Yeah, no, it's horrible. It is horrible because. It doesn't work the way people think it does, where it's not unlimited. A library pays no. for a certain amount of copies Views, of an ebook. Yeah. yeah, so you can't like have twenty people reading the same ebook at the same time. And it's the price is ridiculous and it's licensed. They have to keep re-upping these things. The same thing happens with our library, because we have some e textbooks and we have to yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. it's the same way with, with electronic textbooks, resources yeah. are bonkers. It's just it's, they can get away with it because yeah. you used to pay a hundred dollars for this book. Now you're just paying sixty per key that you wants. Yeah. You can't share this book. So they're making even 
Oh, a hundred. Yeah. Oh no. Alexis yeah. Is going, Alexis is just re-upping for classes. She's getting yeah, back in. My math textbook yeah. was over a hundred. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's, yeah, I mean, I'm glad mean. that we have these source, these resources. It's yeah. made, it made college much easier, but. Well, yeah, and then there was those $400 books you had to get for accounting that you had to use for two years. And I thought that was a bargain because I got to use it for two years. And then nope. what's funny about this is because tax law changed and this was from yeah. November to January, because you know that's when all all major change, any type of tax code, the tax code happens at Jan at freaking December twenty. I was like thirty first at midnight because they can't make a decision up until literally the day, uh, literally the minute of the next year. And so they're all like, "We stayed up till midnight coming up making these decisions." I'm like, "Oh, boo hoo! You get to work two weeks out of the year." And <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, it's I'm sorry, I just didn't mean to get political. But anyway, I know I'm I try not forward, to. I try to not. So save that is, for my own stuff. Is what you're saying here this this Libby app, which I downloaded, yeah. is just a, another way to soak the library system? No, I mean it's. I think there's like I said, there's a disconnect that people don't that. Which is, I mean, if you don't, if you're not in the middle of it, you don't necessarily get the print book. Ebooks are not cheaper than print books. Okay. I think that's the disconnect for a lot of people that they think ebooks are going to be cheaper, or that the library can just give. You know, have as many as they want. They have a and copy, and they them. give as many as they want. They're just renting yeah. it out. Yeah, it doesn't no. work. You've got to look at it as you're you're checking out an audiobook. Essentially, yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Where there's you look at the ebook as you're checking out a print copy. There's only a certain amount. They can only license okay. a certain amount. But no, so, Libby is just another source to read your to read your ebooks. That's all. Okay. Now, with that said, most libraries okay. used OverDrive, but I think there was something <laughs> wrong with OverDrive. I can't remember what because I don't work for a public library. My library doesn't use those. Mm. Yeah, mine runs okay. a little differently. Yeah, ours runs a little differently. But public libraries, I think there was a problem with OverDrive because that's what a lot of them used to use. And then, but Libby is, I think, I don't, I don't do, I don't deal with those resources. So I'm. It's yeah, <laughs> not your yeah. department. No, I mean I deal with faculty publications. So mm -hmm. yeah. Well, the, but no, the, I mean uh, it's just another e-reader. Gotcha. Well, it was yeah. it was advertising. Now it's not their advertisement. Yeah. It's just somebody reposting about. Yeah. Uh, um, like what do they call it? I want to call it books on tape, but there's no tape yeah. anymore. It's uh, well, it's, it's it's audio books. Audiobook. But yeah. I can't find any audio books on Libby. So there, no, there is other ways you. Get. Uh, I have a friend or coworker that if you go to your local library, they usually have a way to hook you up where mm -hmm. they have, like she said, licensed copies you can get on an yeah. app that usually feeds through their web through them. Yeah, themselves. you just gotta talk to them. Yeah, yeah, just talk to your library. That's actually something I want to do because yeah. for ten dollars for a subscription a year. That's what he's being charged for it through his library. Okay. He can get all sorts of audiobooks. Yeah. Um, through the library. And that's a I mean, why why so here's my thing on it. I'd rather not pay Audible if I don't have to sometimes. Yeah, I just kind of caved and <laughs> Well, here's the thing. With Audible, easy. you do technically own it. If but if something happens every it's month. Gone. Yeah. But yeah, it's gone. I know. And I know. The, it's all the internet pirate that some of us might be. I, I can probably get around that, but it's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah, it's all ephemeral. I know, but yeah, there's just there's a, a disconnect because and pe most people wouldn't know about how library funding and purchasing mm -hmm. works. I mean, you wouldn't expect anybody to. I didn't until I started doing this, and yeah, libraries get I'm trying to think of a non vulgar way to put this. Libraries get bent over a lot by publishers. Shafted. Yeah, there's a word yes. for you. Audiobooks, ebooks print books it's just it's bad and they want to provide the best services they can for their patrons and but yeah the ebooks especially it is just bananas and like i said even for us at the academic library textbooks e-textbooks it's bonkers it's crazy it's 
No, e-textbooks to me, I yeah. think, are just literally criminal. Um, and but journals are the same way. The thing that so, I no, work with, true. yeah, the things that I work with, the journals. One of the journals that I was, um, our library didn't have, and I needed a journal of postcolonial studies mm-hmm. was seven hundred dollars a year for a digital subscription. <laughs> so, what's funny about some of yeah. that is I actually contacted a couple of scientists that wrote a paper on a certain subject that I wanted to be more about, and they gave me it to me free. Yes, I didn't have will. to pay to go around the no. place where it was published. And I think a lot of people don't realize <laughs> that can be a thing. That you is why the paywall does not help them any. That's why I'm doing my dissertation on this because people who write those papers don't get paid for them. The peer yeah. reviewers don't get paid for it. The journals get paid. Yeah, so journal- yes, if people you who pay- host yeah. them online get paid. If, if you want something and it's behind a paywall, just email the the author and I guarantee and can't not put the author. Ninety nine percent of the time, they will send it to you. I had one yeah. send me a full book in PDF. <laughs> yeah, they will because they're not getting anything out of it either. I mean, no. they get the and site they, to, and they the want people to read there, their but, stuff. Yeah, they wrote so. it and there's names yep. all over it, and they're not getting paid for it, and they know they're not getting paid for it, but they want the information to get out there because yeah. that's what they're doing. They're Publisher trying to make the perish. world a better yeah. place. So, yep, yeah. no, that's my entire job dealing with that. Oh so. well, no, I. I it do seems not like mind. once you're published, I guess that's the, one of the one of the goals as the as the writer of these articles. Once it's published in these papers, I mean, you still own it, right? No, you you don't own it, and no, you didn't copy- get paid for it. No, the copyright is owned by the journal. Well, okay, if you're doing it through Taylor, so, one of the big also depends on who journals. paid for the um, not paid necess- for the knowledge not, to go. Yeah, through. well, not necessarily. Even if the college funded it. If you publish mm-hmm. it in one of the big five journals, they own the copyright. Unless you publish open access and it specifically says copyright authors. Mm-hmm. No, the journal. Or it wasn't it. a company that owned it at the end Which of the either. Well, because that's why I brought up in this last episode, I brought up one of the faculty members I was working with. He had an article that he wrote in 1992. And so it's not been digitized. I emailed the journal and said, hey, can we, you know deposit the, he, he can make a scan for me can we deposit this or like oh you can only do the post print the post print is what's done that you send back to the journal with all the corrections most authors don't have the post print for articles they wrote last year he is not no. going to have a post print for an article he wrote 30 years ago so that article's gone it's never going to be on the internet ever it's gone it's a dead reference uh, yeah the fact that, that, is, that exists is a word in our language right now what dead reference yeah the fact yeah. that we have the ability to host the entirety of human knowledge and our bureaucracy is yet again ruining the fact that there is knowledge out there that's been done. There is, there has been science that has been had. There's been research that has been done and we're going to have to redo it later because some person couldn't get. Yeah. Because of that episode six, anxiety in the archives. It just came out this weekend. And that's what I talk about. (laughs) The whole thing is about that. About stuff nice. that nobody can get to because it's behind a paywall or it just hasn't been digitized, but the journals won't let us put it out there. And I found out that, yes, they do. Some of the big publishers do have bots that crawl through university repositories looking mm-hmm. to make sure that there's nothing that's been posted that's copyrighted. So Funny enough about that. I just um, went through 745 faculty publications in our repository to make sure there was nothing there that shouldn't be there. And there was a few things. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to hide that stuff, there's a way to do it. I'm just saying it's it's a weird gatekeepy. Yeah, it is. It is. I dumb. like where you're it going is. with that, Jack. I like it very uh, much. This as, is an, why you- as, a, as an IT professional, there's a way to keep those little spider crawlers. From- yeah, but this is a university system, and I, I actually.
actually. Dude, do not get me fired. <laughs> Let me work around the system and we'll the take best this offline and uh, get, <laughs> yeah. we're there's, there's this thing the called the USB stick. It's wonderful. It's a really low. I'm just saying, low, if, if you find an article, a reference, and because I had to do this with the paper I wrote a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't anywhere online, so I just emailed the author. I'm like, yeah. I'm writing this paper about Michael Moorcock and Warlord of the Air, and you wrote this, and I can't find it. He's like, here you go. Can I read your yeah. paper when you're done? Exactly. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, that, and that is awesome <laughs> if you can get that. that, that in itself Academics want people to read their stuff, is what I'm saying. So the journals make said, it hard. Actually, with that said, that gives me an idea. Is there anything that keeps someone like you and us, all three of us, doing a thing where if you do find something like that, and there's no other reference online, and there's no, like, What's a legal reason why we couldn't talk about it ourselves or go over it ourselves on another channel? What do you like mean? On a YouTube cha- like, all right. So if we set up a YouTube channel, it's just like basically lost knowledge or something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's something like that. Like, what would there be any type of legal no. recourse? No. I mean, talking about it, it depends. I mean, if you're talking about like reading a whole damn paper, I mean, I mean, heavily reading a paper. Let's just say that we're not we're not giving the three paragraph, you know summation we're like you know going deep into like that no i mean we run it through chat gbt <laughs> and now it's not the original work and we throw it out there oh yeah there you no, go. that can be I that mean, can be done i mean honestly and you know, yeah i'm that's bored. just lazy easy there's all sorts of ways to get around things yeah. and like i said that's why i always encourage my scholars if there's some encourage my students to just email the author because they want their stuff to be read and the authors have open access journals have a bad People think bad things about them. They think they're not legitimate. They're bad. They're predatory, whatever. So they publish in the big, big journals because they have to, because if you want tenure, you have to be published. That's just how it works. You have to have citations. You have to show that people are reading your work. So you have to do it in the big journals because people like the dude that I'm, (laughs) I've been pooping on in my podcast, Jeffrey Beal. He doesn't like open access and he thinks that he thinks open access should never be even be considered for tenure. That if someone publishes in an open access journal, they shouldn't be considered for tenure or they they shouldn't be allowed to count. Wow. Straight up. Just just thrown out. Yeah. Because I just wanted to go back to school. I didn't expect to turn this into a crusade, but here we are. (laughs) No, no, actually, I just wanted to say that every time I go back or help someone go through college or, or I get into it, we had to go on a crusade. For our own reasons to get Lex back in college. And it's terrible the like the financial stuff we have to go through. Yeah, it's and like like yeah. And it doesn't matter the more we learn, and I'm actually tutoring a gentleman as well in his master's and the crusade we're going through with all of that noise and it's bonkers. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. here we are. We'll have crusade, we'll travel. Yep. Well, if she needs any help with anything, just send her over to me. I'll do my best. Okay. Yeah, I'm huh. good at finding articles and books where nobody else can. So Blue Stocking says she'll help you with anything <laughs> you need to help on. As far as books and articles and things like that. <laughs> She's... Blue Stocking, do my homework. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I can barely do my own. Yeah, no, it's just, and I know we ran off the rails, and this has nothing to do with steampunk, but it's just. I disagree. I think this, this has is... everything to do with yeah. steampunk, because uh, steampunk is a literary uh, genre, and that's why I wanted to talk about Libby and I, I like yeah. where this is going. I but, just, uh, you know, it's it sucks because, it, and the problem is especially with again that dude that I've been dealing with because a lot of his complaints have to do with journals that are coming out of the global south, global south, India, the global south. North Africa, South Africa, the global south, places that Louisiana, are not the Western world, Florida. Oh, okay, yeah, 
the global north is the, the western world that's the global the europe america it starts okay. right here at like the austin line yeah. and just moves east across the globe right yeah. below the, uh, the anything parallel. that's yeah anything that doesn't come out of a western country it's what he has a problem with and he he considers them to be bad just because they're english on the site their site might be a little off oh yeah they don't know they don't know proper so, html because they haven't been updated too. to the newest oh well yeah. no in the, that's and i talked like i said i talked about in this last episode some of his and i've been reading his stuff more in depth lately um he compares open access to colonialism he says that it's what? Open wow. access, trying to colonize scholarly publisher or ac- traditional publishing. Yeah, I l- when I read that. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 yes, it's exactly right. It's exactly the opposite. Which is why I said that a middle-aged white male librarian just compared a, a movement to cr- uh, disseminate knowledge to everyone as colonial. Yes. Yeah, it was gross. And he also oh. compared um, uni- some universities have band-aids where they ask their scholars, hey, if you've published something, could you also deposit a version into our repository? doesn't matter which version, published, preprint, postprint, whatever, mm-hmm. just something. He's called that tantamount to academic slavery. <laughs> so you're telling me that if I decided to make an underground <laughs> library that I could piss this guy off? Oh, uh, he's it, only if he knew about it. I mean, I mean. How could we he, not tell let him it. know of it? Because he'll be able to have access to it like well, see, everybody else. My greatest wish is that he will find out about my podcast and he will write a nasty article about me before I get to the And then suddenly you're gonna be That big. will be like goals, man. That will be like winning right there. So what do we have to do to push? It will this? be ugly and it will be an ad hominem attack full of the way I talk and the way I look, yeah. and it won't ha- yeah. He'll be he straight up just be like, hey, look at this. There's this girl named Blue Stocking making yeah. fun of me online, and it's terrible. I want it. I want, I want it so bad. <laughs> I will frame it. I will print it and frame it and hang it up on my wall. Oh, no, I, I, under- but, I understand. You know, I understand. I keep this. checking Twitter to see if he's blocked me yet. <laughs> Because I oh, mentioned, you have in, a Twitter. nice. Yeah, I know. Because I mentioned in the episode that because I we have gone, we went through that script of the fine tooth comb to make sure that there's nothing that I can be sued for. We were very, very, very careful about what I said, and so I do mention that everything I know about him I got from his articles and his Twitter feed. Uh-huh. So that's why I've been checking Twitter <laughs> to see if he blocks me. <laughs> so what you do is you start a new Twitter account. And you. <laughs> You consistently link yourself to him saying, hey, have you seen this? this well, that's why I've been trying to think of a surreptitious way, but there's no way that it could happen. No, that it would you not just need come three back or to four me. fake accounts that you have running for a couple of months. Just say, hey, this person is making fun of no, you. You should look into be, this. It needs to be totally organic. And I, I know some is. That's organic. But he'll I'll do it for you. That would be considered The chances organic. of him finding out are not terrible. I know the man has to search his own name on the internet constantly. <laughs> He's one of those people. I agree. There's yeah. no need to make a bunch of sock puppets he'll to make find this happen. It. Yeah. If yeah. he really cares, he'll find it. But I mean, he's the man that defends Lauren Boebert constantly on Twitter. He, he's white knight and <laughs> Lauren Boebert just constantly. Yeah. And he's also one of those pedants that likes to correct people's grammar. If someone forgets an apostrophe, they, they, they do a Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U-R-E. He'll correct them. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Apparently, I'm third world over here because I forgot the Oxford comma. <laughs> it makes me bonkers. So, yeah, I yeah, I let loose with as many barrels as I could with the last episode because, but like I said, we were real careful. We made sure that there was nothing in there that I tried to be as, I used his own words. 
Yeah. Oh, which, ooh, you know, don't do that. You don't use a man's all against him. I use his own words. They're damning. Hey, you know what? He wants to compare things. He wants to bring up George Soros and all of this. One of the biggest anti-Semitic dog whistles you can bring up in anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no. going to call it Let out. Him bury himself. That That's the way to do it. So, you know, a man can bury himself in his own words faster yeah. than anybody else can. Yeah. Trust so, me. I know yeah. the world of academic publishing <laughs> is oh, bloodier than people might. <laughs> interest it is it's weird and i did not know any of this when all of it started i thought i was going to be a public librarian and then i started working at the university librarian and yeah. suddenly you didn't raise your strategic command for an underground librarian movement <laughs> working and here we to are. undermine the government against you know knowledge walls you know <laughs> life is weird yep especially when people don't want everyone to have open and accessible you know information i, I don't know I mean, yeah. don't we live in the future? This is supposed to be that sci-fi future we were talking about in the 90s. where Like Fahrenheit 451? I mean, there's book burning okay. in the future. I mean, <laughs> I will admit that I have, not, I have not read that book. And I have not watched the movie. And I feel terrible saying this out loud. But uh, I read I mean, the book in high school. It was a long time ago. Yeah. I know there was a re there was a movie that HBO or Cinemat, one of them did a, did a new movie a few years ago with Michael B. Jordan, I think. Hmm. Yeah, so sense. there was... Yeah, there's a newer. Oh, and also we've ran off the rails here. But did y'all? I don't know how I didn't know about Around the World in 80 Days with David Tennant. Did y'all know that's about that? Recent, talk about that? That's no, probably, 2021. What? Well, Two that's recent. Ago. Yeah, recent. Well, I didn't that's know. Recent. I didn't COVID know. Really messed up a lot of things. So like, it's it's wonderful. I've watched the first five episodes. It's so good. Really? Oh my god! It is. Yes. I mean, it's obviously it's an adaptation. It's not like super faithful. But it's David Tennant as. David Tennant. That's all you got to say to a lot <laughs> yeah. of people is David Tennant. Yeah, I will admit, awesome. I don't know him as a doctor. I just know him as a, Party a couple of other people. Yeah. yeah. No, I first knew from, him um, as the doctor. From, but... What's that? You know, yeah. no. Phineas Fogg in Around the World in 80 Days was a very boring, stuffy, stupid oh, character. I remember, so I've, read so it. I've read this, it. This yeah. needs to be developed. Yes. So, it is yeah. so exciting. It was, a great, it was a great short story that needed more information. It's now to hear that someone... Yeah, it's really good. It's uh, I it's it was a BBC production, but I did the ten or the seven day Amazon trial for PBS because that's how our mm -hmm. Amazon was showing it. Mm -hmm. So it was, I guess, it was shown on PBS at some point. But yeah, eight episodes. I've watched the first five, but they introduced a female character. Um, she's uh, Letitia Fix. She's a journalist who's traveling with him, oh. and then he's got his valet Passepartout, and they're traveling, and it's just it's so good. It is funny, and it's sharp and yeah the scenery so, is gorgeous yeah interesting yeah so highly recommend i mean like i said you mean to tell me you're paying for public broadcasting television through amazon yes because local because that should be free yeah probably but again not a perfect world and it's just easier <laughs> that way we just keep coming back to this don't we I, I, you know, it becoming staying a steampunk is kind of hard in this current world. It so really speaking is. Of, uh, Fahrenheit so 451 and mm -hmm. uh, audiobooks you can get for free. YouTube, it's got yeah. it. That's how Matt does. My husband does a lot of them. He'll listen to audiobooks through YouTube. Yeah, if he can't find it there, then he'll go to um, Audible. But yeah, he yeah. does a lot of them that if, way. If it's if it's an older book um, and you know well known, probably going to be on YouTube. Yeah. Or, or if it's not uh, well known, it's probably going to be on. The, uh, also, there's podcasts. A, there's yeah. audio. There's books that have been done as podcast episodes. Yeah, like Frankenstein. I think a whole bunch there's of them. There's a way where to they, get around a lot of released, stuff. If you, well, if it's public domain, then anybody can. Well, public domain, yes, yeah. but like 
like straight up, if you don't, if you read some stuff that's fairly niche, like MechWarrior books, uh, I'm going to say that's fairly niche. I, a lot yeah. of them are on there too because there's just some guy reading it, but yeah. he's using like the sound effects from the games. Oh, that's cool. So, like, <laughs> it is fantastic reading these books with the sound effects mm-hmm. for the games. But um, so I'm like, this, this is like, there's no way you're not going to find it. And though I'm obviously one day might get taken down, but one of the comments on one of the videos was, I'm the author of this book and I completely think this is the best rendition. Yeah. And authors like, you know, stuff like that. Authors awesome. love their stuff being found. People online. want their stuff to be read. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, that's why it, it kills me with academia and the way that for profit journals are because <laughs> these people just want their stuff to be read. Because especially with science, science moves so fast. Yeah. That and if you're not, you know, if you're in North Africa or India or wherever, and you were a scientist and you need access to this work and you can't get it because your university can't pay for it. Yeah, that's dumb. You're left in the dust. Literally. You don't. You yeah. You can't read it. You have to wait. Maybe maybe it'll be released after two years as a you know available access, but maybe not. But even by then, the science has moved on. Yeah, like it you makes know. no sense. Here we are, specifically Africa is the next developing continent. No yeah. one realizes, like everyone sees Africa on the map and they don't realize Africa is actually a lot bigger than that map shows. Yep. And it is the new, like, the next hundred years will be the development of, of that of entire continent and yep. all of its resources will be brought to the, it's going to be a very big and new, huge change. But they need access just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So. And Google's yeah. been bringing in blimps, which I think is the coolest thing is airships bringing internet to people yes. and trying to keep the, uh, the, the local warlords from having internet, which is an interesting fight to think about. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, that, that's been an, a very interesting thing to be reading about for the last 10 years of my life. Like warfare against what, what is, this is even something that was like foreseen in any type of sci-fi or fighting warlords <laughs> with internet you know, to keep them from getting on. The no, but, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I can see it. But yeah, no, it's yeah. it's it's weird. It's a weird world that I immersed myself in and I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I just want I didn't have a choice of when I was born them. either, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I mean with like I said, when I started college, I just I wanted to be a public librarian. Now I'm and creating you thought you were podcasts. gonna be like a Miss Frizzle kind of character. You didn't realize you were gonna be so combat Angry? oriented towards your uh, <laughs> Yeah, towards your foe. <laughs> weaponized books. Ooh, you monster. Books are knowledge weaponized. When you start handing out little pamphlets and books to kids when you walk by them, you know, parents are like a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> Take them to Steampunk November. Speaking of which, Ooh. dates are finally up for Steampunk November. Very excited. I think I've and, seen people uh, already buying tickets. Yeah, I need to go in and get ours because um, Shannon made, she checked and um, she does have Emory that weekend. So, yes, we will all be out there. Yep. So, we do need to get that kind of planned. Emory um, wants to start working her on her costume now, please. Okay. So, just I mean, so you know, to do it. All the Halloween stuff is well, here. She got too tall for the dress. The thing that she was wearing at um mm-hmm. at the Galveston Steampunk Festival, that little dress. Oh, yeah. I think she's too tall for it already. Oh, Cody shot up like five inches. <laughs> yeah, he's freaking so, tall now. Yeah, yeah. got to get her something else. So yeah, I told, we're gonna do some thrift storing to find some stuff for the the festival and get her all decked out. So awesome. well, with that said, are you guys gonna drive down, or are y'all gonna stay in our hotel room for Steampunk November? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, it's not that far. It's like an hour and a half away from us. So. Hey, you should have a hotel room. I will talk to Mr. Davis and see what he wants to do. Yeah. Well, we'll also talk after the, uh, during after one of these calls and uh, make some plans and whatnot. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll hopefully everyone who's listening to this will see us there at Steampunk November because we will definitely be there. Yes, we will definitely be there. Just not sure of the details yet. And I kind of need a new outfit. 
So I have to what? figure that out. What? I need a new outfit. I mean, okay, but geez, your last one's pretty good. Yeah, but everybody's seen it. <laughs> How Victorian of you. <laughs> My trunk full of worth dresses that you can't wear for at least two years, because that would be vulgar. I'm, I'm sorry. I just got off a job. I have to continue. <laughs> I just stole a train. I can't change I mean, clothes. <laughs> the corset that I got from Kitty is still fine, but I need, you know. Other you need stuff. to buy another one from Kitty because she just got back. I know. From I'm Vietnam. So Actually, I keep trying to make a date with Kitty and I'm always too busy. And so well, she's up here. I should be crusader. seeing her more than I do. And I haven't seen her at all this year. My brother-in-law is about to try the uh, beer and Coke thing. Ugh, I still don't know. Go. Let's hold our breath. I'm waiting for him to sp- <laughs> spit it out. Yeah, just, just spittle hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, what, what do you think? Coffee beer is better. Well, he is not wrong. It's not wrong. But the fact is that this is a contender is a big weirdo yeah, for me. I've, it's interesting. I've never heard Next of time, that, when, but... when, when uh, Thax tries splitting it with Sprite. It's like I said, this is going to become Thax's weird beer corner. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. This Dude. is not. Weird. Did that come from his toes? wow that was impressive kudos sir we applaud you well you know every uh fall and winter i bring out the hot dr pepper even i don't burp like that and i burp pretty good (laughs) (laughs) well we have uh reached nine o'clock we have and it was me bitching for half an hour about oh i've really enjoyed this to the angry librarian (laughs) as on our channel underground librarian stuff i think that's super cool in fact um i've been sitting on this uh this uh novella that uh somebody wrote back in the deep dark recesses of history that um she has given me permission to share uh but i've just been sitting on it because i'm not really sure in what context i should share it okay Uh, but i'm going to push it out on patreon tonight or tomorrow it's okay uh, it's called Airships and Angels. Okay. Um, it was a, it was an awesome uh, story that uh, she, she. It was part of her her senior project. Okay. Um, for two nights, you would go down to UT in this little sitting room mm-hmm. where they would serve tea and read you the novel. Oh wow! Okay. Oh wow! Uh, and with with <laughs> illustrations and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but I mean, just on its own, it is a a great little story. Um, and I will, uh, I'm going to put it on Patreon for all our patrons to, uh, check out. If you'd like to become a patron, uh, we'd very much appreciate it. And, uh, among other tidbits, you'll get to, uh, get a copy of this, of this, uh, novel in PDF. Cool. Very cool. Since, since you guys mentioned writers want to be read, I guess I better, uh, get get it out there. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not published. And uh, she's just happy to have people have it. So spread this thing around. Cool. I think that's great. Let's do it. All right. Now I'm going to uh, tell you all about uh, our patrons and who's keeping the lights on here. Uh, Texas Steampunk Connection is supported in part by J.R. Seegers, a school for the great game. Edwardian teen Elizabeth Bancroft resents being sent to a finishing school in India. The college is, in fact, the British India School for Spies, teaching a family business of martial arts and espionage and the mystic arts of Tibet. A school for the great game is the first in a steampunk Raj series available on Amazon. I believe they have their second novel out now, too. Uh, we're also supported by Fair Treasures. 
Uh, Fair Treasures has a selection of Texas-made female-presenting costumes and accessories for steampunk and renaissance wear, one-of-a-kind imported jewelry. You can shop Fair Treasures at fairtreasures.com. That's fair with an E. Or on Etsy. Uh, Kitty just came back from what, Thailand. Where, yes. Uh, she gets her materials. Thailand. And, so uh, awesome. So that, she is that had dedicated. to be a great trip. <laughs> So uh, she should be ready to uh, have her team of seamsters making your your next costume um we also want to thank our our individual patrons uh jenny and ryan shaver out there uh helping us out and the certified aeronaut natalie mctavish uh, and a generous grant from the crew of the airship hot dog Rita <laughs> and Hello, the airship hot dog and we missed them again they were gone for the second time I know. I, I assume they are still out there. And They'll bring us good pictures and, and much, wonderful, wonderful stories of beer and alcohol. <laughs> and, you know, cooler weather. Bring it back with you, please. Yes. Just pack it double. Just take it on the plane with you. It's fine. <laughs> It'll clear customs. Anything else to add while no. we. Uh, okay. I'm going to hand it over to Flavio to uh, take us out. So, once again, thank you for listening. You can find us again on uh, Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection for any comments, questions, suggestions. If you know of something happening Steampunk that's happening soon, we can put it on our calendar, on our Patreon, um, as well as the, the list of over 100 comics and graphic novels, uh, Steampunk and Weird West related. You can also email us at TexasSteampunkConnection at gmail.com. And we're uh, a streaming podcast, TexasSteampunkConnection.podbean.com. And if you lose it on Facebook and you want to watch a remake, a rerun of this show at any point in time on YouTube, you can go find them on Steam Chest. <laughs> and although we've made many, many jokes about Twitter, <laughs> you can look for us at TX Steam Connect One oh. on Twitter. I never use it. I never look at it. I don't know. I don't understand Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Once again, thank you very much. And until next time, mind your mind gauges. Your gauges. Because there's always a story. There has to be a story. You know, and I'm talking about libraries, so I can't not tell a story because they mean too much to me. Libraries are filled with an infinity of stories, and a fair few stories have been written about libraries. These fictional stories often focus on the mysteries that libraries and archives have hidden away, and only a select few are allowed to access these mysteries. The same can be said of real-world academic libraries, where only the privileged few can access the research they need. Examining and analyzing fiction that has been written about libraries and archives can help us to confront the anxieties that surround real-world institutions. My name is Elizabeth Hedrick, and this is just what I'll be doing this year on Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. Over the course of the show, we'll discuss social and cultural anxieties around libraries and archives, and we'll learn some truths about access and privilege. We'll also take a deeper look at how traditional academic writing is changing and evolving, and what this means for students, and for the brave advisors who are taking this journey with them. It's going to swallow all of us before the end of it, I know it is. <laughs> well, we're not going to let it swallow you, but if it has to lick you, we might <laughs> Release the Kraken! So join me on February 26th, 2023, 
for Anxiety in the Archives, my podcast dissertation. It is so good.